0: The premise itself is dumb and silly, but I think it is incredibly smart about the way it divvies out its information. This is not a film that cares about exposition, not because it's not intelligent enough to have the exposition, but because the characters learn it through actual actions that they would take in that situation to learn that information. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 526 with our review of Overlord. I'm Christopher Schnasey.
1: And I'm Stephen Miller.
0: And for joining us for the first time. The Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, In the coming weeks, um, some of us are going to be doing some traveling. Actually, all of us are going to be doing some traveling over the next several weeks. Uh, Stephen will be moving. Um, A lot of things are happening. Um, So... Our release schedule may get a little hectic and crazy. We're going to do our best to bring you as many reviews as we can. We're sitting down to record five reviews yep, for you tonight. That's how
1: much we love you.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a rough night for us, but hopefully, it equals good episodes for you guys.
1: I want the record to show too. This means I went to the theater like for. I saw all of this this weekend, starting Friday night. Like, it's been a long weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're gonna bring these episodes to you. We may be bringing you three episodes next week uh, before we take off, and these are all going to trickle out over the coming weeks, Um, so hopefully uh, you appreciate these when these come out, and uh, stick for them. This is going to be the first of this big batch. Um, We're talking about Overlord, um, the uh, latest film coming out of Bad Robots. Once upon a time, this was maybe going to be shoehorned into the uh, Cloverfield series uh, that is apparently no longer the case.
1: (laughs) I I didn't catch the reference if it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument that there are ways that it could still be connected after the ending of this film, but clearly they abandoned that plot. Um, But uh, obviously, (laughs) in the original plan, that wasn't technically part of the plot anyways, so we're okay. Um, But yeah, we're here to talk about Overlord. Um, because we have so much going on tonight, we're kind of just going to dive into the episode, so we're going to take a listen to the trailer, and then come back and give you that review. Three months ago, I was cutting grass in my front yard, and the mailman shows up with a letter from the army. Now I'm here. No idea where I'm going to end up. Questions don't have good answers. There's a lot of soldiers out there and there's only four of us. Find out what's inside that cop out. That wall. Uh, really... What do you do with those people? So that was the trailer for Overlord. It's about a uh, small group of American soldiers that are shot down behind enemy lines the day before D-Day. And uh, they have one mission, which is to take out some radio towers so that, uh, you know, all the other troops can come storm (laughs) um, everything that's going on. Um, And uh, while they're trying to infiltrate this base where this radio tower is, they come across some experiments that the Nazis are doing that... uh, Yeah, that we'll get into in a little bit. (laughs) Stephen Miller, um, what did you think of Overlord?
1: So I should say going in, my expectations were quite low for this movie. Um, Someone in the office today mentioned the trailer being great, and I did not feel that way at all. When I saw the trailer (laughs) for Overlord, I was like, oh God, this is going to be like, it's going to try to be like a fun horror movie night type of thing it's going to try to be like a throwback genre thing but it's just going to be painful and it's going to shoehorn into cloverfield for no good reason like i was not looking forward to it very much at all i almost didn't even see it this weekend except chris texted me <laughs> and said like by the way if you do see overlord i will defend it <laughs> like vociferously on the podcast or something to that yeah. effect um and i gotta say i i saw it on a saturday morning low expectations just like expecting to enjoy a couple hours away from the smoke that is devastating our city right now um and i thought it was great i I had a total blast with this movie it is like it's it's dumb of course but i think it it paces itself quite well and it's like pretty viscerally entertaining the whole time it's goofy on the right level and it knows when to deliver the action goods and when to give you heart is the wrong word but it goes through enough tropes with the main hero at least that you feel like I want to root for him by the end like yeah, it, pl- it, um, it plays the hero's journey pretty nicely um I actually think part of this is due to the intro of this movie. I think it it just opens in the middle of the action. This is not a movie that tries to gently introduce us to all the characters. It felt very much like Fury when it began to me, where it's just a crowd of people who are like talking about how they're being thrust in this war. It it had a first man element where like they're trapped in this little aircraft and everything <laughs> is just shaking, and you're like, "Oh shit, war is crazy." <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this movie like did a pretty good job at the beginning of just having this absurd kind of comic booky feeling of like entering the battlefield and the mayhem that ensues and yeah i don't know just from beginning to end it was a it was f- fun like some characters are more amusing than others right like you can kind of tell from the very beginning like what redemptive or not redemptive arcs people are going to go on um But, like, it's still a joy to watch them get there. By the time the zombie stuff happens, like, you're ready for it. I kind of wish we didn't have to wait for him to discover what we've already all known since we decided to watch this movie. (laughs) It's kind of like an hour into the movie, I think, before we really get the payoff of that. Um, I would have appreciated them hurrying that a bit more. But I had fun. I had a smile on my face most of the time. I was never really bored. I was never impatient. And, like, by the end of the movie, I think it goes out guns blazing in a very entertaining way. Um... You could compare it to a lot of things. I think uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. Obvious similarities there uh, in the types of villains and lead characters that you're rooting for. Um, <laughs> you're that the
0: villains are the Nazis.
1: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The the villains are Nazis who are trying to make like a superhuman race, and someone yeah, yeah. decides to become, uh, you know a self-imposed victim of that experiment um wonder woman also meets this criteria like this this is a well-worn villain archetype basically yeah, like know. this person who is the the evil Some,
0: somebody with a fucked up face yeah. wants to become a god <laughs> yeah
1: the evil ss guy <laughs> whose face gets fucked up and is like i'm gonna become invincible now yeah. um, but you know the fact that it's well-trod doesn't make it any less enjoyable for it uh, i thought the cast who are pretty much all relative unknowns except for wyatt russell um They did a good job. Like they were, they were good. Fresh face. I imagine. I did not do my homework. I imagine this must have been somewhat low of a budget for that reason. But if it was, like, it looks thirty eight million. Yeah. So it it looks good for thirty eight million. I think. Like, they like made you feel like you are in World War Two. You know, this isn't Saving Private Ryan or anything. But like, (laughs) I think they did a good job with what they had. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I I had fun. I had that kind of like fury thrill ride, but where it's like the villains are such obviously fake people that it was easier for me to just get into the comic book mindset and be like hell yeah kill those fucking nazis you know (laughs) not (laughs) not not worry so much so yeah i I had fun
0: Uh, yeah i I thought this film was great like 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 um, like i thought it was pretty damn good (laughs) um which i i pretty damn good was supposed to be an increase off of great but i think it's because good is less than great. Anyways, I thought this thing was 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 pretty spectacular and I think that it was because it, it actually tried harder than it ever needed to do. Mm-hmm. This was going to be a big, silly war film about uh, killing uh, zombie Nazis it's and be Wolfenstein. The movie, basically. yeah, no, exactly. It was supposed to be. It was just supposed to be an over-the-top gore fest of like crazy things coming at you, and like some combination of Wolfenstein or Doom, and and like that's just what I expected from it. But what I got was actually an incredibly intelligently plotted film. Um, The premise itself is dumb and silly, right? Just like, oh, we're turning into Nazis and weird things happen. But I think it is incredibly smart about the way it divvies out its information. This is not a film that cares about exposition, not because it's not intelligent enough to have the exposition, but because the characters learn it through um, actual actions that they would take in that situation to learn that information. Obviously, none of our Americans speak German. There's not going to be scenes. For some reason, some of the German soldiers speak English, which is fine, I guess. But like, what was amazing to me is we go in. Like, you you had a minor criticism about how it takes so long to get into, like, show us the Nazi zombies. That's what we want. But what I loved about this film is that no, this isn't about hey, there's a bunch of Nazi zombies, let's go fight them. This is a film about a natural progression of hey they're doing some experiment we don't know what it is i've only witnessed these little pieces there's an actual evolution between this other conflict that is happening that gets us to the point where we witness what happens when you inject somebody with the serum and like what i expected from this film was evil nazis go like we're gonna inject you here you go oh no and then you've turned into this thing and but this was really like a natural progression of hey i have this thing which i brought back because this is part of my mission a situation arises where I decide to use it for something. Now I understand the consequences of that. And it was just this, I was just amazed how the, it was just set up and pay off, set up and pay off, set up and payoff, set up and pay off, like continually throughout this film, even down to the like torturing the SS person with a very particular implement. And then there's a scene where somebody gets knocked down and that implement is just hanging on their chest conveniently. And it's like, of course he's going to use that because <laughs> why would he not? And I just, I was I was constantly surprised by the way this film was act- – like. it's like somebody was like, if I have to write this fucking movie, I'm going to write the shit out of it and make sure that everything makes sense and that you can logically follow characters' motivations and decisions to the point at which we get taken into the story. And I just think that there's no reason they had to do that for this film, but they actually made something that didn't insult the audience mm-hmm. and was like, oh, no – this is like if this situation was real, uh, this is how we would get into the situation, understand the situation, respond to the situation, and it just it 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 had this sense of caring about the film as if it was more important than it actually was, and because of that, I just love the film.
1: Nice, I, <laughs> I I can't really disagree with that, except for I think so so okay, it definitely does have the like setup payoff setup payoff structure. I don't know that everyone behaves as they really would. For instance, when I when I say it was like dragging out the big reveal of it, I mean, the lead character, Boyce, has already been in a place where he saw crazy shit, like multiple times.
0: But no, he heard crazy shit, and he saw some things that were partially weird, but he had no idea the ramifications of what, what that was.
1: Partially weird? Like a a severed head talking is partially weird. He sees that late... He sees that before the first injection moment. Okay. Yeah. But So, so there are things like that. Again, it was fine. It was tropey. It's just like the, the movie knows that we already know what it's going to be. Uh, so there was just a little, a, a little bit there where I felt like it well, could have given me like double the zombies given that screen time.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean like for instance, when he sees one of the SS doctors injects somebody with the serum he sees it injected to a to a corpse which spasms and then nothing and then they take the body away right Mm -hmm. he has no understanding of what that was what it meant or what just happened there but later on he's in a situation where he's like i don't have any other reason like there's nothing left to do might as well do this last ditch effort to do something right like and, and it's there are moments like that where It doesn't feel like do because plot. It feels like everything is justified and the actions that are taken are justified. And I feel like moments of triumph are earned and not just like, well, this is where somebody's got to be a hero. It's like somebody being thought of as one thing and then becoming another. You know, it's, I I don't know. I I just really... Like like the
1: Guido character. I enjoyed his... uh...
0: (laughs) His coming around on voice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I, I think that there was just like a lot of a lot of things that it did to actually try to justify the actions that were being taken when it could have just been like a really dumb film where they're running around and shooting these weird creatures
1: yeah no i i, I definitely agree with that i also some of those setup and payoff things i liked even though you could call them early like there was a moment with the baseball that i thought like i know exactly what you're going to do and this fits perfectly in this like part of the story that you want to tell um also, even though like I felt like it held out on the zombies longer than necessary, like it never went hardcore Henry on you, it never went like just action, action, action. It kind of yeah, like yeah. it was surprisingly restrained in the amount of like overwhelming action it wanted to show you. The the large chunk of the movie that is basically just a normal World War II movie <laughs> of them <laughs> like trying to hide out somewhere, trying to plan their next move. I thought that was pretty like decently done, actually. Like that was a yeah. pretty well done version of that story. It. I almost forgot for a second that it was going to be a zombie movie, and I was supposed <laughs> to be waiting for the zombies to strike. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention that the bad guy I just realized is Euron Greyjoy. I didn't make that connection when I, when I saw him.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the movies we're talking about are going to have some connection back to Game of Thrones. I know.
1: I th- I think that's going to be true. <laughs> um. But but yeah, I, I don't know. Like So here's a question. How do you feel this would have played if they had tied it directly into the Cloververse? Do you think it would have elevated the Cloververse or do you think the tie-in would have dragged it down somehow?
0: So I think that um, it could have been done success- Like So I, I think that if they had tied this into the Cloververse, um, that the tie-in would have happened uh either post credit sequence or mid credit sequence right mm-hmm. you can have this film not change a single bit but following the line that the debrief guy back in the tent at the base says like you can immediately smash cut to something mm-hmm. right and that would justify the connection all you need, right? I, I think that it would be easy to tie it in with it being the equivalent of the uh, ending to Split, right? Where, like, that whole film is just this weird movie about this guy who one of his split personalities is a demon. Right. Um, and then suddenly at the end, it's like, oh, shit, this is it, Unbreakable. Yeah, <laughs> I Like, you could literally do the same thing. But I think that payoff would have been lessened by the fact that people were talking about it in the months leading up to it and the fact that the Cloverfield Paradox sort of created a new explanation for the, the creation of the Cloverfield monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that they could do it without hurting the film itself, um, but they don't necessarily benefit from having done it. Um, mm-hmm. It's Because like, like, even up until the credits started, I was still – like I pulled out an app on my phone. I was like, oh, no post credit sequence or anything. There must not be doing it, but I was still willing to accept that it could be still having a tie-in. But yeah, yeah.
1: there was no mid-credits either, right? I left like immediately. So oh no, yeah, it just it just ended. Hmm. But.
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I I I still I still think this this film though is is just really fun, and and the the action itself too is. The moments of action, right? It's not It's not that the choreography is so great, but it definitely...
1: It has geography that you understand, at least. It
0: has geography that you understand, but it also has a sense of guns are powerful, right? This isn't like a normal film where um, it's just like people ducking out from behind rocks and going like, pew, 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 and everybody just has like a bunch of bullets. This is like unload an entire clip that hits all over a fucking wall. It's <laughs> not like everybody has precision, I mean, the sniper guy has precision shots, but, yeah. like, everyone else is kind of just, like, spraying and praying, and you really get the sense that, like, I mean, I also saw it in the Dolby Theater, right? Like, I, I was, like, I was pumping shit, going, you know, it, it really, there was impact to the weaponry and stuff like that, and I just, I was impressed by how scary, quote-unquote, the the use of guns was in that, in, like, World War II, right? Just mm-hmm. guns seemed crazy and powerful, and it just, there was there was something impressive about that too. That 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 made it feel like there was real danger for these soldiers. These weren't just like all these pro elite soldiers running around shooting people like Rambo. It was like yeah, at any second you could just get like killed horribly in like a a uh, just a hail of gunfire. And I was I was that there, there was there was a impact to the yeah. the bullets. So. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I think so. I I still think the standout scene for me was the. The opening, I just think that was like a really good frenetic way to kind of get you into this movie and like show the chaos of like the bullets flying and like nobody has a clue what they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the thing that they're trying to convey. And then I also think there's an infiltration scene that's done really well where different characters are in different positions trying to collectively, you know, bring this plan of how to break into this place. I I think that was really fun. Like I think the action was super good there. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, like just the... The scenes of hand-to-hand combat, I, I think, were well done. Like, not just the fair ones, but also the more torturous ones. But there are moments where, like, you're kind of rooting for a character, and then it takes a turn, and you're like, I don't know that I'm rooting for you anymore. And I yeah. think it—even though, again, it telegraphs that well, like, you know who is redeemable and who isn't and all that. Like, it it, it did a job fine. Like, I don't think it— it it didn't say anything too grand but i think it it played the notes it was supposed to play like like you said like better than it needed to like yeah, this yeah. was written better than it had to be to get the same kind of crowd pleasing thrill across yeah
0: and like we we talked recently about halloween and one of the things that makes michael myers so uh scary is that he just no matter what he's this pure evil force that just keeps coming right Mm -hmm. and we have plenty of pure evil forces in this film that just keep coming no matter how many bullets you put into them yeah
1: the bad guy voftner almost has this like michael myers moment repeatedly where it's like i'm alive again (laughs) yeah 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 i also i have to say so this wasn't a particularly scary movie everyone knows i'm a wimp That's kind of a common theme in this podcast um but the first jump scare where we technically see our first zombie character. Oh, is character it through the door seal? Through the door. That got me so good. That that got me so good. I was like, I might have to, like, leave for a second. <laughs> I might have to
0: go wipe, wipe my <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, I, I mean, I think, too, the, the, there's a fast-moving zombie in the film that I thought was pretty frightening as well. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, like... It's not that it's frightening, it's that it's creepy as fuck, <laughs> yeah. and it's fast-moving and kind of terrifying.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I've seen this kind of zombie somewhere else before, like, recently, and I can't think of where. Like, the, the really fast-moving, overly, like, wet and shiny <laughs> variety of bad guys. I
0: mean, the, the 28 Days and Weeks Later <laughs> Yeah, films, but that's, you know, not, that's not what I'm
1: thinking of. I'm thinking uh, of something, like... <laughs> World you know, War Z? <laughs> I, I have no idea. With the wall of zombies? Maybe, maybe it was World War Z. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I, I mean, basically all in all, I'm
1: just going to say that this film was fantastic. <laughs>
0: I'll,
1: I'll give it fun. I, I had a good time. I had a good time. I don't I don't know how great exactly it is on the scale of damn good to great to whatever is below, <laughs> below great, but I, I had fun. I had a lot more fun than I expected to. And I, I, I anecdotally know some people who have been on this podcast did not have fun with it. But otherwise, I want to say I don't see how anyone could not have at least, like, a pretty good time yeah. watching this movie.
0: Cool. Uh, well, should we get to verdicts for the film, then? Sure. All right. Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: I'm giving it a recommend with a caveat. I think it's a fun, fun movie, worth catching in theaters if you see it all, because it's, like, it's a big theater experience. And I think, like, even though it doesn't look, quote, expensive or whatever, like... The money's there it's like a big event and i think like it has its jump scares that are definitely going to get you a lot better on a big screen than it is in the you know on netflix while you're on your phone doing something else at the same time um (laughs) and it it's just big silly fun with with that said the caveat it's just big silly fun you know like you you said like the guy who made this movie didn't need it to be this good but he was like screw it if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it right I still don't know why they had to do it necessarily, <laughs> I, but I agree they did it right. You know, so, yeah. so, so that's basically where I'm at. I, I think it was a lot of fun. It was, it was like hardcore Henry to me too. It was just like, it was fun. It was like a, an interesting idea to like execute and take seriously. And that doesn't necessarily mean I know like, I don't know, <laughs> your mileage may vary, but I think you're going to have a good time at least uh
0: listeners your mileage may vary but i think this is a must see um i thought it was great um i thought it was uh way better plotted than it needed to be and it was intelligently put together and i was just impressed like at every single turn where i was like oh shit if they pay this up and they paid it off and <laughs> it was like constantly i was being surprised by them actually weaving narrative threads to a film that doesn't need to do anything mm-hmm. like the elevator pitch for this movie is like what if like soldiers landed in a nazi camp that had zombies and they have to not die but also take out a radio tower that,
1: that's like a long elevator too the short <laughs> elevator is nazi zombies, zombies yeah.
0: i'll say it one more time in case you didn't get it <laughs> nazi zombies um but yeah like i i just I, it was it was like an experiment that turned into like remember,
1: <laughs> i'm not even going to make the comparison <laughs> Remember in Carol? <laughs> no,
0: I, I was going to say that, like, remember in a review of Swiss Army Man, where I was like, I'm willing to concede that this could have been a joke that turned into, like, what I think is an incredibly intelligent film. Um, I feel like somebody was like, if I had to, uh, <laughs> like, somebody, like, literally sat down and was like, all right, I'm going to have my kind of fun, which is actually make this make sense mm-hmm. and try to come up with something that is really uh, smart. Um, so, yes, it's. It's zombies trying to build Thousand year soldiers (laughs) Or Nazis trying to build thousand year soldiers That accidentally turn into zombies But it's also smartly plotted And really great So must see for me Go see it, hope you enjoy it And uh, if you think I'm crazy Please let us know (laughs) But uh, yeah in a moment we'll tell you How you can let us know But for now, Stephen Miller People are going to find you throughout the week Where can they do that?
1: Uh, They can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller Or sdavidmiller.com
0: People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at warning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to own the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash warning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning you want to get a hold of us directly so you can tell us that I was crazy or that you agree with us uh, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Overlord and likely get us uh, a copyright claim on YouTube for the episodes that are being put there uh, but that's all fun and dandy um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes we,
1: <laughs>
0: we are going to take good luck off. equalizing that <laughs> So we are going to take off. We are going to go record some more reviews for you. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed this, and we will see you in the next review. Bye.